Faith, Hope and Love, episode 416, the second Sunday of Easter and of the Sunday of Divine Mercy, year A. This Sunday is Divine Mercy Sunday, in which we recall the absolute mercy that Jesus has for all humanity. Today we know our Lord is certainly worth trusting in, and all his promises are true, and we can thank St. Thomas for asking Christ to confirm this for all future generations, including us here and now. This is Faith, Hope and Love. the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Hello everyone, and happy Easter season. Our Lord promises to be with us always, through everything. To prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries, let us call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, you are mighty God and Prince of Peace. Lord, have mercy. You are Son of God and the Son of Mary. Christ, have mercy. You are Word made flesh, the splendour of the Father. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of good will. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your
let us pray that God will increase our faith. God of everlasting mercy, who in the very recurrence of the Paschal Feast kindle the faith of the people you have made your own, increase, we pray, the grace you have bestowed, that all may grasp and rightly understand in what font they have been washed, by whose spirit they have been reborn, by whose blood they have been redeemed. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone, because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread in various houses and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The Word of the Lord Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love is everlasting. Let the family of Israel say, His love endures for ever. Let the family of Aaron say, His love endures for ever. Let those who fear the Lord say, His love endures for ever. I was thrust thrust down and falling, but the Lord was my helper. The Lord is my strength and my song. He was my saviour. There are shouts of joy and victory in the tents of the just. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the work of the Lord, a marvel in our eyes. This day was made by the Lord. We rejoice and are glad. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love is everlasting. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, a birth into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation 
ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that, though perishable, is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy for you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The Word of the Lord Alleluia, Alleluia You believe in me, Thomas, because you have seen me. Happy those who have not seen me, but still believe. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. It was evening on the day Jesus rose from the dead, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. After eight days his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God and that through believing you may have life in his name.
the Gospel of the Lord. This Sunday is Divine Mercy Sunday, where we recall the absolute mercy and love that Jesus has for all humanity. Speaking of God's divine mercy, God's mercy is more profound than any human mercy or compassion that one could imagine. We simply cannot downplay the significance of how different Jesus' reunion with his disciples is after he rose from the dead from how the expectations of the world might have been. After all, Jesus had been betrayed and abandoned by his most ardent followers and almost all of his disciples. Only a few women stayed with him through it all, and the disciple John. Jesus' chosen disciples mostly scattered in fear, and the one Jesus chose to be the rock on which he would build his church denied him in a moment of fear three times. Now Christ is risen, and he returns to meet them. If this was just a worldly, earthly drama, one would expect that there'd be revenge, retribution and at least an extended session of guilt trips and finger pointing. But no, there's not a hint of judgment in our Lord's return. He doesn't even punish Thomas for his doubt and demands that he would not believe that our Lord had indeed risen until he could see it with his own eyes and touch him with his own hands. Christ meets Thomas where he's at and he shows Thomas what he needs to be reassured. He shows him his hands and his side. That is compassion. That is mercy. It's also service and love. These are God's ways, which are so very different from many of the ways of the world. In the Easter narratives, the risen Jesus is encountered by different disciples in different situations and in different ways. Mary Magdalene meets Jesus but doesn't recognize him initially and mistakes him for a gardener. She only recognises the risen Jesus when he calls her by name, Mary. The two disciples travelling along the road towards Emmaus, they didn't realise who this stranger was who was walking along with them until they saw him break the bread. And then they realised that their hearts had been already burning all along the road, but they had not recognised the signs of Christ's presence. But the disciples would get better and better at recognising Christ in the Eucharist, in his word, and in the stranger, and in the burning energy of the good news of God. And then we have today. Some people don't recognise Jesus until they touch the wounds of the suffering one, like Thomas does when he touches the risen Christ. May we continue to recognise Christ's presence whenever we touch the woundedness of others around us and offer support and strength. St. Thomas gets a bit of a bad rap. Really, he's quite an inspiring saint, filled with passion and zeal, and he must have been terribly disappointed when Christ was executed. But the common interpretation of this scene in today's Gospel of St. Thomas doubting is that he doubts Jesus has been raised from the dead. But if we look at this incident very carefully, it could be argued that, in fact, it's not Jesus whom Thomas doubts, but rather Thomas is expressing doubt in his fellow disciples. In fact, when Jesus appears seven days later, Thomas has the opportunity to share in the experience of the risen Lord, and like the others, he immediately confesses Easter faith 
and more. So this passage can also be saying, don't be tempted to doubt the proclamation of the disciples. This is the church's proclamation that has been consistent throughout 2,000 and more years of history. Jesus is truly risen. He's risen in body. Even if we've not seen it for ourselves, even if we haven't touched the very wounds of the risen Christ, we trust in the testimony of the apostles who did see, who did touch his hand and side, and took broken bread from his hands and ate it, and whose words are now written in scripture so that we can share in the message and believe and also share fully in the life of the risen Lord that Jesus offers to all of us. The first reading gives us a picture of the early Christian community as it's growing in its numbers and strength with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. The apostles are rightly shown to be doing what Jesus did in his ministry. Jesus is working in and through them. The first reading mentions that they all met by common agreement, and it illustrates in the first reading some of the many ways in which the Christian community has a powerful source of Christ's healing for those in need. We need the community, and we need that important gathering together to unite our hearts and minds so that Christ and his gospel will continue to become more and more part of our lives and selves. We know implicitly that coming together as the body of Christ, the church, is never an added extra. There's no such thing as a solo Christian. There may be Christians because of necessity or circumstances where they do work individually, but we're still united in a common bond with Christ and with one another. We are the church. Together we are the body of Christ. The community of disciples, the church, ensures that we're always one in Christ and we're not merely walking to the beat of our own drum, not making up our faith and belief as we go, but we all share the one faith and the one union with Christ. In a world where individualism is strong and deeply valued, the idea of being united and focused on unity in Christ while at the same time not denying the value of the individual dignity of the person, but really valuing the unity in diversity, this is a careful balancing act, and it's not to be taken lightly. Jesus wants us to be truly one in him. He wants to unite us in communion, in a communion of his loving relationship with the Father and the Holy Spirit. He's inviting us into his deep in our life of God, who is Trinity. Jesus wants us to be united in his belief and experience as the risen Lord, who invites us to share in his life, share in his family, and participate in his kingdom forever. We pray for the grace to be people of unity and healing, not division, but people who constantly act and work to build up unity to protect against fragmentation. This is a beautiful grace, and it's needed in the church. It's needed in the world as well. We pray for the ability to see and act in ways that put the needs of others up there with our needs, so that we might see the whole picture of our participation as one big family in Christ, not just lifelong solo acts. Thomas in the gospel is really actually quite inspiring. He doubted, but he didn't leave. He was still with the disciples the next week. He struggled, but the others didn't reject him. 
And Jesus strengthened him in his struggle and doubts, reassured him in the areas he was struggling in. At times in life, we will have doubts and fears. Jesus shows us it's all right to trust in his promise, even when we don't always experience the confirmation of the truth like St. Thomas did with our own eyes, ears, and hands, but we trust in those who have gone before us. Thomas is a gift to us in a way. He shows us that the apostles were not gullible or foolish. What they experienced in the risen Jesus was the experience of sensible thinking people, just like you and me, people who didn't easily swallow everything that they were told. So naturally, Thomas, like a thinking person, would not quickly assume that Jesus had risen from the dead. This didn't happen every day. It hardly ever happened. Still, nevertheless, they did experience Jesus' risen body and soul. And that's what they've steadfastly passed on from one generation to the next. This is indeed the testimony of sensible, deep-thinking people who know what they mean and mean what they say. Today we know that our Lord is certainly worth trusting in, and all his promises are true. We can thank Thomas for Jesus confirming that for all future generations, including us here and now. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. We gather like the early church to pray for all people. That the church will always be faithful to the teaching of the apostles. In faith we pray that communities will be built on Christ, the cornerstone. In faith we pray that the newly baptised will understand the dignity and responsibility of being sons and daughters of God. In faith we pray that we will allow the word of the scriptures and the sacrament of the Eucharist to challenge and change our lives. In faith we pray.
that the dead may be raised to life in the spirit, especially those for whom we now pray. In faith we pray. Lord God, you have given us the Holy Spirit to prompt our prayers. We humbly ask you to hear us and grant our requests through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, who humbled himself to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name for our good and the good of all his holy church. Accept, O Lord, we pray, the oblations of your people, that renewed by confession of your name and by baptism, they may attain unending happiness. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, at all times to acclaim you, O Lord, but on this day, above all, to lord you yet more gloriously, when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. For he is the true Lamb, who has taken away the sin of the world. By dying he has destroyed our death, and by rising restored our life. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exults in your praise and even the heavenly powers with the angelic hosts sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread, and, giving thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you.
In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistants, Ken and Tim, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection. And all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace.
May the mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit, through your death gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. Bring your hand and feel the place of the nails, and do not be unbelieving but believing. Alleluia, alleluia. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The body of Christ. Amen. The blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that our reception of this Paschal Sacrament may have a continuing effect in our minds and hearts. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks everyone for uniting in prayer and reflection for this wonderful feast of the second Sunday of Easter. And may God's mercy, love, health and peace be with you and have a wonderful grace-filled week. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Alleluia, alleluia. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Prayers and Chants, Roman Missal, 3rd Edition, Copyright 2010, The International Commission on English and the Liturgy, ISEL. Scriptures, New Revised Standard Version, copyright 1989 and 2009 by the NCC USA. The Psalms, copyright 1963 and 2009, The Grail, Collins Publishers, Britain. Prayers of the Faithful, Together We Pray by Robert Borg, publisher E.J. Dwyer, 1993, Sydney, Australia. Sung Mass in Honour of St. Ralph Sherwin by Geoffrey M. Ostrovsky, The Gloria. Copyright 2011, ccwatershed.org. Today I Arise by Patricia Kelly. Original words and music by Paul W. Kelly. Inspired by St. Patrick's Prayer. Arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelk, 2019. Production by KER. May God bless and keep you. Today I arise Like a rose bears its thorns Today I arise this new day dawns, this new day dawns. Today I arise with love from on high, the name of the three in one. Today I arise through heavenly eyes, your grace to God and I will